Hello and welcome to the 1-160 second photography podcast. If things sound a little bit different, it's because I'm trying out a different piece of recording software today. So I just want to see how that goes. Speaking of software and equipment, have you thought about trying out ReVideo for video editing and other multimedia projects? If you are interested, there's a link below. In full disclosure, it's an affiliate link, so I will get a little bit of revenue from that and that would help support the podcast. Today's podcast is about studio days and I don't know how studio days are internationally but I can only talk about studio days in the UK and the first thing I'm going to ask is what is a studio day? It obviously has some connection with a photography studio and that's quite correct. A studio day is where a model teams up with a studio and you go and photograph a model in a studio and you get a slightly better rate and it's just slightly easier. It has the most advantages for a beginner photographer who's new to maybe portraiture or fashion photography because all they have to do is turn up with a camera. Foreseeably, you could turn up with your smartphone. It doesn't matter. So you just turn up and the model is there and the equipment is there and the space to shoot in is there and there will be someone from the studio to help you out. So normally if you want to shoot in a studio, unless you own your own studio, you need to hire a studio and you need to hire a, a model or whoever you're photographing needs to be there. It obviously costs money to hire a studio and that's obviously a downside to hiring a studio. But one of the upsides to hiring a studio is you don't have to get the kit out, you don't have to have the kit and you don't have to pack the kit away. And there's someone to do that. And while I have quite a lot of kits, which I've collected over the years, lots of backgrounds, lots of lights, it's actually nice to have someone else do all that. And it's nice not to have to learn it all again. There is a particular model who I was very keen to work with and I saw that they were doing a studio day quite near to me. They actually live quite far away from me. So the likelihood of working with this model is quite unlikely, it's quite remote. But I saw they were doing a studio day close to me. and. I was actually looking to do some photography around that time anyway. I had some certain ideas I wanted to try out, some certain looks I wanted to try out and some things I wanted to play with. And actually it was a completely new style of shooting that I'd not done before. Spoiler alert, I was very pleased with the results I got. So I wanted to work with this model. I wanted a space where I could try out these new things. I didn't want to have the model come to my tiny shed studio. Well, it's, it's not really a shed studio. I have a space I can do photography in. It is by no means a studio, but it's a space. The problem is it's right outside my house. I don't really want people coming to my house and, unless I know them. So I could save a vast amount of money and have people come to my house, but I don't really want to do that in all honesty. And I'd have to move all the bikes and stuff that, and all the junk that I've accumulated in my sort of outdoor shed. It's a nice big shed, don't get me wrong. It's not a dingy shed, but anyway, that's another story. So it was really nice to have proper kits and kit that I could change quite quickly. And what was nice about going to this studio was that they had paper backgrounds. In fact, they had vinyl backgrounds. So on a studio day, you have the model, you have the studio, and let's say for an arbitrary amount, the model charges 50 pounds an hour and the studio charges 70 pounds an hour. Well, you probably wouldn't pay that on a studio day. Either the model or the studio takes a slight reduction. The model, 
and the studio end up probably booking the whole day out. So rather than doing a four hour shoot for the model, they'll probably work eight hours in that day, which means they can lower their rates slightly. And the same, same thing with the studio, they're probably booked up for the whole day rather than two hours here and two hours there. So everyone is a little bit happy to lower their rates or looking at the pricing, it looks like the rates are lower. Obviously there's not much of an advantage to doing it, if the rates are exactly the same, i.e. the model is £50 an hour, the studio is £20 an hour, you pay £70 an hour. The only advantage is you don't have to organise two things. You only have to pay and turn up for one thing. So I suppose that there is an advantage even if the price isn't lowered. So I went along to the studio and I won't say what studio it is, and I won't say what model it is. I will spare those people from being named in my podcast, but I turned up and it was at someone's house and they had a much bigger shed than me. And to call it a shed would be not doing it justice. To say it's the same as mine is, is not doing it justice. They had a building outside their building that had electrical power, that had backdrops in, that had lights, that had a computer set up, that had a changing room. The only thing it didn't have was a toilet. I think it had a sink actually, but it didn't have a toilet. Not that that's any disadvantage. That's not the only studio day I've been on. When I started doing portrait photography, I went to a couple of studio days at different studios, but this is the most recent one I went on. So when I started doing portrait photography, I went on a couple, and then I haven't been on some for years. I only took this one simply because I wanted to work with this particular model. And due to distance, it made sense to do the studio day. So what was nice was I turned up, spoke to the owner, he asked me how I wanted my lights set up and what sort of background I wanted. Now I wanted a particular look and what I don't have is paper because to have a paper background, it's not necessarily a hassle, but I need to fix things on my wall. I don't want to do that. You have to take it down, take it up. You end up throwing the paper away. Now he had what looked like paper, but was actually vinyl. Now vinyl is tougher than paper and vinyl lasts longer and you can clean vinyl with sort of a, a sort of sponge. I have had paper rolls before and I think I've sold them or got rid of them. And I've had a, a stand that you can use for paper, but the stand takes up a lot of space. The paper takes up a lot of space and, and in the end it wasn't worth it. So I got rid of them. Problem with paper though, is when people stand on the paper, unless it's black, they leave footprints and they leave things that mean you don't really want to use the paper again. So you can Photoshop these out and probably the easiest way to Photoshop them out is to do a median filter on your background and that leaves edges intact and so that's quite good and then you can sort of do some masking to clear that up or you can just clean things out or you can brighten things there's probably 10 ways to do it in photoshop but median is the way i use but once people have walked on paper then you're probably going to just throw it away and, and not use it again final you can sort of clean it a few times and so on and so forth so I went for just a plain grey background because that's something I can't do myself and I was doing full length shots and again I have a grey background because a grey background is immensely useful. A grey background allows you to have a bright background, a dark background, a coloured background or a grey background depending on how you set your lights up. So a grey background is very useful however I only have a pop-up grey background so I can only really do three quarter lengths. However, I could do full body shots, which is what I was after. 
if I wanted to, I could do three quarters, headshots, I could do anything. And I used strip lights. Now I have strip lights at home, they're for speed lights and the speed lights hang at the bottom and they're collapsible, which is fantastic. But the, one of the problems is it's difficult to aim them. It was nice to have strip boxes with grids that I could aim, that didn't move, that didn't swing about, and quite frankly were reliable. So the owner set it up the way I wanted. He said, press this bell if you need any help and I will come. It had like a doorbell built into the studio and a receiver in the house. He gave me his trigger. He said, shoot at 125th of a second. And that's what I did. So I started doing some shots. I liked what I got. And then I wanted to change my lighting. Now, what was really good at the studio was there was an overhead light up in the ceiling that was mounted. So everything was permanent. Everything also was on wheels. So I could very easily move the lights to get the look I wanted. I could very easily feather the lights, change where the lights were falling. It's really good. And again, at the end of the shoot, I didn't need to go and pack that away in my space. I need to pack everything away. There are a few things I can leave out, but generally I pack things away or put them against the wall or something, but I don't leave things out really. And I guess when you have a big space, you can leave things out and that's really nice. And you can have a sort of static and permanent setup. I can't really do that. I've never been able to do that. I've never really had a great deal of space and I've never had the ability to just leave things out. It's like if you had a spare bedroom that no one ever slept in, you would have all your kit there and your tripod and your lights and stuff. The moment someone comes to stay, you'd have to go and put it all away in the cupboard. It was like having a golf caddy because I was trying to set up a particular lighting look that I wanted and I, I couldn't figure out how to work on the lights. So I rang the doorbell, the owner came down and we sort of had a golf caddy conversation about the lighting and he made some suggestions and while I sort of thought, oh, I don't think I don't think that's gonna give me what I want, I couldn't really articulate thoroughly enough what I wanted. So in the end I went with it. And while I was quite happy, I did a few shots and then I changed and went back to something different and I changed the way I was taking the shot. But it was immensely helpful to have someone give their opinion and make a few suggestions like a golf caddy does. So that was really appreciated. It was quite nice to be able to stop, have a drink of water, use the facilities quite often on location because I do a lot of location shoots, I don't get that. It was a real nice break from what I normally do, but obviously there was a cost involved. It turns out I didn't end up paying too much more for the studio day than if I had just gone with the model in all honesty. The little bit extra I paid was actually worth it in terms of the end shots that I got. They were hugely elevated and I could have recreated that, but I would have struggled to get full length. So it was definitely worth it. So that was what a studio day is and that was my experience of a studio day. But what does a studio day mean for you? Should you try a studio day? Is it worth it? I think a photographer who shoots portraits and fashion should probably go on a studio day just to see what they're like. It does depend on how things are set up. So a good studio day or a good studio will have an owner that doesn't hang around, <laughs> if, if um, that makes sense. An owner who hangs around can be fine, but can also be a little bit of an annoyance. I've used studios where the owner has hung around and chatted to the person I'm photographing and sort of got in the way and sort of been annoying. 
and that's not what you want. So I've been in a studio where the owner has been sort of telling me what to do and I know what to do and it's quite annoying because to the person you're photographing, it looks like you don't know what you're doing if they keep suggesting things when you're shooting and you've got a particular look in mind. Two, you have to stop, say, no, no, that's fine. I'm going to go with this. Look, I'm, look at the picture. This is what I'm going for. I'm happy. But if you're doing that in a professional setting, then that greatly undermines the photographer. Now, thankfully, this didn't happen in a professional setting, but it still was an annoyance and it still not great a studio owner who leaves you alone is great and this studio day had that fantastic you also want to be able to try out new bits of kit or using a studio should enable you to use kit that you don't have what's the point if you have the kit at home other than the fact you don't have to set it up so you want to be looking for very large soft boxes mono block lights so you can get high power output multiple light setups so maybe two lights maybe three lights something like maybe infinite white which you can achieve quite easily in a studio but is a bit more hassle in a non-studio setting so if you're doing infinite white background you would need two lights for the back and maybe a key light and a fill light for the person you're photographing if you are going to do a studio day do try things that you don't normally get the use of there's nothing wrong with messaging the studio or the model and explaining what you want so that when you get there it's set up in advance another thing to be wary of on a studio day is the transition so the model and the studio will have lots of people lined up you would typically do the minimum of an hour so um, if there are eight hours in the shooting day for the model then they might have eight people arrive and eight people leave and they might have maybe one person is doing two hours or four hours so you're going to have this encroachment so when you turn up you're going to be encroaching on the photographer in front of you and then you'll have someone encroaching on you towards the end now how that's managed is really quite important the studio owner should be going out and sort of holding people at bay till your time is up and then doing a switchover of course that switchover means that things aren't going to run on the hour. So if you finish your shoot at 12 o'clock and the next photographer arrives at 12 o'clock, then by the time you switch over, they're not going to start shooting till 12.05 really. And things are going to run on. And every time that happens, there's going to be a little bit of a delay. So the last person shooting, if they turn up at six o'clock, probably things aren't going to be ready till sort of 6.20 or 6.30 after a whole day of shooting. So a good studio day will stagger things to allow for changeover. And also you don't want your model to be tired. So your model needs a break, your model needs to eat, your model needs to have a drink, your model needs to go to the toilet, your model needs a little break. Otherwise, they're not going to be that good. They're going to be a bit distant. They're going to be a bit wary. They're going to be, heaven forbid, a bit grumpy because they're going to be tired. So the way a studio day should be planned out should allow breaks. So what was good about this studio day, and it was actually the first time I've ever seen this, it was a, a half past start, maybe half past three start, but I was to arrive at quarter past three so that I was ready to shoot at half past three and the model was ready to shoot at half past three and all the 
breaks and transitions and swap over had been accounted for. So I, I, I must say I was thoroughly impressed with this studio day. I think the studio does a lot of studio days and I think it shows as well because um, it was so slickly organised and certainly it was better than those studio days I went on very early in when I was doing photography. What do you think about studio days? Is it something you would try? It's like a holiday. Would you rather get a package deal or would you rather do your own? And certainly when it comes to holidays, I think I'd rather buy all the components myself. But a studio day is sort of like Expedia in that you're buying sort of a bundle of two things really and you're getting probably a little bit of experience thrown in from the studio owner, a lot of equipment thrown in and convenience thrown in as well. So would you do it? I'd love to hear your thoughts and do let me know if you can. Thank you. Goodbye.